folks, welcome back to Second Look. I'm really sorry it's been a few weeks. Yeah, just first of all today, I would just really like to apologize for being the worst podcast host of all time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what is my problem, but I keep just forgetting. I just keep on completely forgetting that I have a show and... Yeah, so that I think that officially makes me the worst host of all time. Second of all, I would just really like to say thank you for tuning in when I do an episode. It means a lot to me. Like I said, I'm a pretty terrible podcast host. So it means a lot to me that there are enough of you out there who value what I have to say to actually take a listen to this show. It It's amazing that even one person listens to this show when I publish it. So thank you for that. Make sure to let me know what you think of my episodes and the show as a whole. Uh, let me know on Twitter, at BGreenAZ. That's the best way to make sure that I see it. And also, make sure you follow Outset Network. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and if you're still using it, Facebook. <laughs> uh, as at Outset Network. So without further ado, today I would like to take a second look at Syria. It's in the news again. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this show is aware of the horrible things, all these awful events happening in Syria. It's been described by most people as a civil war. And while it's a very complex situation, what we know we're looking at, we see this brutal dictator, Assad, and he's fighting with different rebel groups, all of whom are seemingly very cruel and we see countless innocents being caught in the crossfire or worse being deliberately targeted we've had chemical weapons used in addition to all the innocent people killed we've also had a refugee crisis caused by this we see people being displaced and forced to move around the world some here to my home state of arizona um, and so this is probably happening near where you live as well. There are refugees going everywhere because they've been forced out of their homes if they want to survive. Each headline that comes out of Syria seems like it's worse than the last one. Um, at least for me, it definitely seems that way because it just seems like each event seems to guarantee that a worse event is going to follow it. And it seems like this cycle of violence is never going to stop. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. For years now, we've been seeing this war waging. And we in the West, we see the same people in the news with each headline calling for action. We hear these voices clamor for bombings or for picking a side and offering arms and, and ammunition or for sending troops to get involved, and, and some for full-scale regime change, like we did in Iraq. They say the world must step in and put an end to this conflict for the sake of the human lives being discarded. I've shared on this show before that I'm essentially anti-war. I'm not a big fan of the term, because I'm not a big fan of the movement. But the term sums up my position decently. I'm very, very strongly war skeptical. 
So it should come as no surprise to you. In fact, I've probably even said it on the show before that I strongly, strongly oppose military intervention in Syria. Too often, though, I think um, foreign policy non-interventionists like myself just seem to get mad. Um, they, They just get enraged at those calling for action and... So the non-interventionists don't seem to do much more than name-call. They go on cable news and yell about how bad the people asking for action are. But that's not productive. I mean, what we see is this horrible crisis. It needs addressed. In some way. So there are huge numbers of people who think that the correct way to do that is to go get involved militarily rather than just talk about how only terrible people would want to do that and how if you support that you're terrible non-interventionists need to actually talk about why it's bad to go intervene in Syria and I haven't seen very many good articulations of this especially not ones that don't have some other political point. So you sometimes see libertarians who might make a good um, case for why we shouldn't intervene in Syria, but they always draw it into some bigger thing, like, so we need to vote out Republicans or vote out Democrats. So today on the show, we're going to talk about why I am opposed to Western intervention and especially American intervention in Syria. I have one, two, three, four, five reasons for this episode. And there are many more reasons, but we're just going to talk about five today. And the very first one is a fact about war. If we send troops to get involved in the Syrian conflict, it guarantees that some people who otherwise would not die will die. If the United States and other Western nations send troops into Syria, some of the men and women who go to fight will be killed. It is a fact. When there is a war, people die. All those people, those troops, those American and maybe British and Canadian troops who would go um, if they weren't on the battlefield in Syria, they wouldn't be killed on the battlefield in Syria. And also, while I will concede this one is not guaranteed, it's likely that if we were to go get involved, the fighting would escalate and result in more civilian casualties. Just because the more number of people you have fighting, the more fighting you have. And the way that Syria is laid out and the way that the last few years of this war have gone, it seems to show that there are always civilian casualties. And so getting more people over there fighting, I don't think is gonna be good because I think it will just make more people die. That's number one. Number two is uh, slightly different, and it's just that if we were to go in, 
it, the, the increase in complexity of the situation would, would likely not help the Middle East situation long term. Um, we, it's already a complex fight between multiple groups. It's not cut and dry like there's Assad versus these people. There's lots of groups involved in fighting. A lot of the rebel groups don't like each other. So if if the U.S. and other nations were going to send forces to fight, it would just make everything even more complex because we would have more variables. And, and the complexity would probably lead to more confusion among the innocents. Who do they side with when the dust settles? It's entirely possible that the very people that we, the, the interveners, are trying to protect, they would possibly eventually come to see us as occupiers. You know, we invaded Iraq in 2003. We deposed Saddam Hussein. We instituted a government of sorts. And some people argue that this has been good for Iraq because the people now enjoy more freedom than other nations in the Middle East. But one of the things, one of the negative consequences of the Iraq war, Operation Iraqi Freedom, um, what one of the negative consequences is that all throughout the Middle East and wider Islamic world, we now have a lot of ill will because of that, because we've been there so long. A lot of them see us as occupiers and we rationalize it as we're trying to go in and help people. But a lot of times they don't want the help. And I don't know if that's the case in Syria, but it certainly could be. Even if the Syrian people never came to see us as occupiers, I don't think we need the Middle Eastern situation to get any more complex than it is right now. That increased complexity most likely would not lead to anything good. Reason number three why I am opposed to U.S. intervention in Syria is that our history in, in the field of intervening in other nations' conflicts, and specifically in the region of the Middle East, has shown us to be unqualified for the task. Let, let's just say hypothetically that you are hiring someone for a job. You've put out a job listing, you have this urgent, desperate need, and you get in resumes, and one of the resumes you get is from someone who has utterly failed at almost every previous job they've had. In some jobs, they just flamed out and got fired. Other jobs, they were there, they just never finished their work. Other jobs, they might have promised to work for a certain amount of time. Halfway through, they changed their mind and just quit. Would you hire that person to fill your urgent, desperate need? I wouldn't, no matter how urgent the need was. American interventions in other nations have been they by and large they've just been disastrous we have a horrible track record i will admit there are two notable exceptions and that's japan and germany post-world war ii but our failures far outweigh our successes we are unqualified to go into this country and help if you look at our record across latin america and across the middle east Almost everywhere we get involved, we make it worse, and sometimes we make it dramatically worse. Therefore, I think 
based on our history in the region, we shouldn't intervene because we have proven that we don't know how to do it right. If there is a way to do it right. Reason number four why I think we should not intervene is I think it's unwise to treat another nation in the way we would not want them to treat us. I think the golden rule applies to nations too, not just individuals. If, God forbid, a civil war were to break out here and across the world in Syria, there is a stable and prosperous government. Would we take kindly to Syria picking sides and sending munitions or troops? No. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Americans, we like to do things ourselves. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. We want to do things ourselves whenever we can. And if we don't want to be treated in a certain way, we shouldn't treat others that way. We wouldn't want someone coming in and trying to settle our fight. We would want to fight it out ourselves. Uh, so I think it's unwise to meddle in the affairs of another nation when we wouldn't want them meddling in ours. And reason number five. And this one's a big, big biggie. Intervening in Syria risks inflaming tensions with Russia. Now, Russia is... How should I say this? Uh, Ru Russia is a real problem child right now. Putin, or, or as my, my college professor would have said, Vladimir Putin... Uh, he, he's an interesting guy, and it seems like in a lot of ways he's trying to revive the old Russian empire. And so, so when we look at Russia, we shouldn't want to do anything that would, would make our relationship with Russia worse. It's no secret that the United States doesn't have a very good relationship with Russia, and it's also no secret that Russia supports the Assad regime. If the U.S. were to get involved, we would almost certainly be fighting against Assad because, A, that's what we historically have done. Is we've gone in and deposed the leader. And B, if you look at the people calling for intervention, that's what they're saying. Um, and so that would pit us indirectly fighting against Russia we would essentially be having a, a, a proxy war. That's not good for Syria, first of all. Not good to have two superpowers fighting a proxy war within your borders. And it's also not good for us. I mean, we don't want to be going against Russia. We don't want another Cold War, or far worse, we don't want a hot war between us and Russia. As much as I recognize that the war as it is right now has an, an innumerable humanitarian cost. I, I've said countless lives have been lost, and it's true, we can't count them. Countless people have been displaced. I really... <laughs> just imagine for a moment the humanitarian cost if we were to have war between the U.S. and Russia. We should avoid that scenario at all costs. That is a far greater humanitarian benefit 
than any benefit we would get from getting involved over there. There, if If the U.S. and Russia were to ever go to war with each other, even if, which is not a guarantee, even if there was no usage of nuclear weapons, there would be innumerable casualties and tragedies worldwide. We influence so many countries. Russia influences so many countries. It would pit so many people against each other. It could quite possibly start World War III, very easily start World War III. We must be extremely cautious with anything that would anger Russia because it's just not worth the risk. If a World War III were to ever happen, and if the U.S. and Russia were against each other during that war, I can't even imagine how terrible it would be. It would probably be vastly worse than World War II, which was vastly worse than World War I before it. And So, this to me is one of the biggest reasons why it's a bad idea to intervene in Syria. And then reason number six. This is a bonus. I told you I had five, but we got through them quickly. I told you I had more than five. I was just going to only talk about five. But we have six today, a bonus reason. And this is one that uh, is a bonus because you might disagree with me on it. And if you do, I'm okay with that. But I am opposed to intervening in Syria because it's so far away. (laughs) Because it's so far away. And, you know, you might argue that in our modern society where we can fly around the world so easily and quickly that maybe the notion of geographical distance doesn't matter as much as it used to. And that is a valid argument. But I don't think that that we can ignore geography entirely. If this... If what's happening in Syria were happening in Mexico, I would be far less opposed to intervening militarily. It's a far greater risk to our security if it's happening close to us. With this happening around the world, it's not actually a threat to the United States. And I don't think that the U.S. military should be involved in situations that aren't a threat to the United States. So there's your bonus reason. So... I have many other reasons. I won't go into them today, but I am extremely opposed to U.S. intervention in the Syrian war. I think that Americans would be better off praying, sending money to humanitarian organizations, helping refugees, to volunteer with those organizations, help refugees that are in your community or your state. Or if you are brave, go over to the Middle East with with a charity and help organizations there. This, this, this war that's happening in Syria is awful, and anybody who treats it callously or flippantly, anybody you see online who says we shouldn't get involved over there because they're just garbage, it's just a dump, I have seen multiple people express that opinion, that is... Horribly offensive. Syria is full of people who carry the image of God and their struggles. We should care about them. But I believe that rather than getting involved in a violent way, we should do our best to rise above the violence. 
I agree with Martin Luther King that violence only begets more violence. After we've intervened in Syria, it's only a matter of time before some crisis somewhere else is going to call for our intervention. We'll, we'll see these same voices on cable news again. It's only a matter of time. This is a world full of violence and, and, and tragedy and crisis. And that is just a fact of the state of our world. So in view of that fact, in view of the fact that even after this situation is resolved, there's going to be another one at some point. I think we need to develop a toolkit in our country, uh, uh, a mode of operating that doesn't result in us going to war. We need to figure out a way that we can address these situations and these crises and help the, the hurting people in this world without adding to the violence. This is something I touched on when I was talking about the school shootings a few episodes ago. I believe that in this country we have a predisposition to think violently about things and to reach violent solutions for things. And I think we need to move away from that. And this in Syria, this is just the latest in, in many examples. If you know of a way that people can reach out and help people in Syria or refugees who have come here, either monetarily or with their time or just by praying, if you know of a way that people can help that, please let me know. And if you're looking for a way that you can help in that way, please ask me. And I'll do my best to help everyone who's willing to make a difference in this crisis, even in a little way. If you help one refugee one day get one slice of bread, that's helpful. So let me know if you know of a way people can help, know of somebody people can talk to to help, or if you're looking for a way to help. And I will, I will match you up in that way. Let's do something together. Let's help hurting people without hurting any more people. That's all I have for today's episode. As I mentioned at the beginning, I am on Twitter at BeGreenAZ. Outset is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outset Network. And of course, you can find all things Outset, including the other podcasts at OutsetNetwork.com. And as always, if you would rate this show with five stars, that is helpful to me. If you listen to podcasts a lot, you probably hear this on every single show. But there are podcast directories, and the more ratings you get, the higher you move up in the directory. So it's just helpful to, to have those ratings in there. So if you haven't done it, I'd really appreciate it if you'd go into iTunes, which is the biggest podcast directory. Go into iTunes and rate the show with five stars. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope to see you next week. <laughs> as long as I don't forget to make an episode, I'm sorry to you, the audience, and I'm sorry to, to Caleb and Stephen. Ugh, I couldn't believe it that I did it two weeks in a row. But yeah, I, I hope to see you next week. Remember to pray for Syria.